Hi everyone, welcome to the Turn It Up Marriage Tips Podcast with your host, Kelly Dupay. This podcast is filled with easy to understand and easy to apply tips and tools so that you can have the lifelong marriage that you really want. I hope you're excited because today's episode is really going to help you. Here it is. Hi everyone. Are you, here's today's question for you, are you considering giving up on your marriage? Have you gotten to that point where, you know what, this just isn't working out and maybe the only thing I can do about it is to end this thing and just tell my spouse, my husband or my wife that I want out, that, um, yeah, and divorce is the only option you can think of. Well, before you go down that road, let me encourage you here today and perhaps give you something to think about. What I would like you to do is ask yourself two questions before you consider giving up on your marriage. Hi, my name is Kelly. I'm a pastor, police chaplain, and author of the book, Turn It Up, How to Have the Lifelong Marriage That You Really Want. And um, uh, here are the two questions that I think you should ask yourself before you give up on your marriage and head down the road towards ending it. The two questions are this, what does God want me to do? Wow. Ooh. Yeah. I was talking with somebody the other day and they were like, oh, you know what? I knew that you would tell me the truth and make me think and make me reconsider this. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and um, what would God want me to do? And the second question is this, what miracle does God want to do in my marriage? What miracle does God want to do in my marriage that I would miss if I walked away from it, if I ended it, if we ended up getting a divorce? Okay, so those are the two questions. And I want to give you some thoughts about how you can see God's um, best come to your life. Okay. A couple of, uh, a, a few, well, recently I did another recording on 10 questions to ask yourself before you get married. Okay. So in the 10 questions, you might've listened to that recording and said, oh my goodness, I don't have the same values. We don't have the same faith. Um, we parent differently with our kids. Um, you know, this isn't God's best for me. And you go through that list of 10 questions and you realize maybe you made a huge mistake. Well, I want to address that because if you did get married to that person anyways, okay? I mean, the purpose of that recording was basically this. Think before you get married because once you get married, what does God want you to do? Well, what God wants you to do is honor the vows you made on your wedding day. So how do you do that? Um, now, I believe that not all marriages can or should be saved. There are exceptions to this. Even the Bible talks about how divorce is permitted under certain circumstances. But I believe that more marriages could be saved than are being saved because people are just basically not happy in their marriage. And so then they think that the only thing that they can do to be happy again is to walk away and to leave. So maybe if you're unhappy, if you fight or argue, if you're not on the same page, if you see things differently, or to use the term that, that courts and lawyers use, we just have irreconcilable differences. Well, I don't believe that any of those things are reasons to end your marriage. 
That's just my opinion. So take it or leave it. Because what I think and what I would like you to consider is that God can turn things around. You see, if none of those things are reasons for divorce, then what do you what are you left with? Okay. And when you ask yourself, what does God want me to do? Okay. Let me tell you what he wants you to do. Okay. Or let me suggest <laughs> what I think he wants you to do. And it's this. He wants you to learn how to make your marriage work, okay? Learn how to make your marriage work, that you're not just going to walk away from it, that you're going to figure out, you know, what does God want you to do? He wants you to honor the vow that you made when you got married. He wants you to trust him to heal your marriage. He wants you to have faith that he will rekindle the love that you once had for each other. He doesn't want you to quit. He wants you to stay married no matter what. And you may disagree with me, and that's fine. This is just my opinion. But I would like to to encourage you to ask yourself these two questions. What does God want me to do? Okay, I'm in this marriage that I don't like. There's no love. There's lots of problems. There's lots of bad things happening. And unless there's abuse or adultery, okay, those are kind of the two big, you know, reasons that um, divorce, I mean, marriages can end biblically. Unless those things are happening, um, you know, what does God want to do? Well, he wants you to stay married to that person and make it work. And he wants, I believe, to do a miracle in your marriage and heal it. Oh, yeah. So um, if this is what God wants you to do um, to make your marriage work, how do you do that? I've got five things that I want to share with you. Just a a, a couple of uh, five little suggestions um, on, on how to make a marriage work, especially if you're considering walking away and giving up. Okay, so suggestion number one is this. Get help now. (laughs) Okay, don't wait. Get help now. Um, My wife and I love, well, she loves it. I kind of tolerate it and participate because, uh, you know, we're going to do it together. But my wife loves doing house projects, do-it-yourself projects around our house. But I got to tell you, there are some things when I go to my wife and she says, I think we ought to do this. And I look at it or maybe I'll get started on it. And then I'm going to say, honey, I'm sorry, but this is not a do-it-yourself project. Okay. In other words, I don't have the skill. I don't have the training. I don't have the experience. I don't have the tools to do this job properly. And if I try to do it, I'm going to mess it up. Well, let me tell you that reconciling yourself or making a marriage work is probably not, depending on how bad it is. I mean, um, there's some things that you can figure out on your own, but there's when a marriage has really um, suffered a lot of damage and you guys are on two different pages and you just can't figure out what to do. Okay, this now has passed from a do-it-yourself project to a we need help, okay? So that's why I'm doing marriage coaching, but you can also check out a therapist. There's lots of resources and people around that could help you. Maybe you just need a friend, a marriage mentor that could give you some input as well. But um, getting uh, a help from somebody who's experienced at helping couples reconcile and make marriage work is what's going to turn it around. The second thing is that I want to encourage you to do is start focusing on changing yourself, not your spouse. 
in the marriage coaching that I do, a lot of what I hear sometimes when, when we first get started is this, well, I'm doing that because <laughs> I'm doing that because she's doing this, or I'm doing that because he said this. And so there's a tendency to not look at ourselves, but instead blame the other person for the problems that you're having in your marriage. So first thing you need to do is stop blaming your spouse. Stop trying to change your spouse. Start trying to convince them that they're wrong and you're right. Stop trying to win them over to your um, perspective or your point of view on the issues that you're, that you're facing. And instead, start focusing on changing yourself. Okay? Start focusing on changing yourself. In my own marriage, when my wife and I were going two different directions, this was a huge turnaround. When I stopped trying to change my wife, I remember praying and saying, God, help me to help my wife see things my way. <laughs> show me, Lord, how to do it, how to change her mind, how to show her that I'm right and she's wrong. When I gave that up and started saying, Lord, Show me how to be the best husband I can be. Show me how to be the husband that my wife needs me to be. Then things started changing. And we're still married. We're going to celebrate 35 years this in just a few months uh, of being together. And we're happy and more in love now than ever. But a big turnaround came when I stopped trying to change my wife and started focusing on changing me, on growing. Number three Learn how to change the things you can, okay? Um, I In the church that I'm pastoring at, um, serving at, um, I get to lead and oversee our, um, our biblical 12-step groups. And I love one of the things that the recovery movement has adopted. It's called the serenity prayer. And the serenity prayer basically says, Lord, help me to change the things that I can change and to accept the things that I can't change and the wisdom to know the difference. I don't know if I'm quoting it exactly right, but if you're familiar with it, you, you get it. So what are the things that you can change in your marriage, okay? And learning how to do those things. So one of them is communicating better. Another thing is learning how and, and being polite with each other. Oh, that's a huge thing. I don't know why it is, but couples... Um, that have a lot of anger, that have a lot of frustration, that have a lot of problems, are polite to everybody else in their lives. But when it comes to that person, there's so much pent-up anger that we just treat each other, you know, like garbage. You know, we, we um, you know, say things to belittle each other. We, can, we um, have contempt. We criticize. And just start by being polite. Ask questions. Make requests instead of demands. Um, say please, and then say thank you. A third thing that you can do, focus, learn how to change the things you can. Another thing is to learn to respond instead of react. And I've got videos on this. That's a huge point. But it's when um, your wife or husband says something to you, um, they're upset with you about something, it's responding in a way that's going to solve the problem, not reacting in a way that's going to make it worse. Another thing you could do is learn how to speak in a way that will help your spouse respond better. 
So sometimes as I'm talking to couples, what happens is that the husband will say something like, well, you know what? My wife treats me like one of the kids. Well, what does that mean? Well, she just gives me orders all the time. So I, I talk to the wife and I say, well, what do you think you could do to have a better outcome from your husband? That he wouldn't get mad, that he wouldn't get frustrated, that he would agree or, or cooperate. You know, and so I help her learn how to say things differently. A big way with that is, like I said earlier, is just use the word please and make it a question. Don't make it a demand. Recognize that your husband or your wife has feelings, needs, challenges, time commitments. And, and so what you're uh, about to do, you know, may not fit within that. So make a request, not a demand. Um, another thing that you can learn how to do and changing yourself is understand. Focus on understanding your spouse. Um, so I've got videos on that uh, and podcasts as well, so you can learn how to do that. But focus on what is really going on. What is my spouse struggling with? I want to understand. Because when a person feels understood, then you can let go of the hurt and start working on solving the problem or the issue. Um, another thing is to do what you say you'll do. Um, the, a huge thing in a marriage is trust. And trust comes by being trustworthy. And the easiest way to be trustworthy, <laughs> it's simple, but sometimes we forget to do this, is to just simply follow through and do the things that you say you're going to do. When you say, I'm going to be home by five o'clock, you better be home by five o'clock or six o'clock or whatever it is the commitment is. You know, this is what time that meeting's going to end or my commitment or, or whatever. And if you're going to be late, you better call. Why? Because now you're not going to be able to follow through on your commitment. But see, here's the thing. When we don't do what we say we're going to do, basically it erodes and damages the ability of your spouse to trust you. Because they ask themselves, I wonder what I can count on. Can I count on you to be home when you say you're going to be home? Or are you always going to be late? Can I count on you to do what you say you're going to do? I'm going to clean the garage this weekend. Okay, can I count on that? Can I plan on it? Can I, can I figure out ways to put my car back in the garage because you're going to get rid of all the junk? See what I'm saying? And if you cannot be counted on in little things, chances are those going to turn into bigger things. And your, your husband or your wife is just not going to be able to trust what you say or what you, yeah, what you commit to doing. Another thing to change yourself is to show your appreciation and gratitude regularly and consistently. Like I said earlier, being polite means saying please, but it also says thank you. Thank you for going to the store. Thank you for doing that project in the yard. Thank you for cleaning up your mess <laughs> at the dinner table. Thank you for doing the dishes. Whatever it is that your husband or your wife is doing for you, mention how much you appreciate what they do and you appreciate who they are. Thank you for being a loving spouse. Those kinds of things like that. Um, another thing that you can focus on changing yourself is to become a giver. Give, serve, and bless rather than seeking to be served. In Mark 10, 45 in the Bible, there's a great scripture that says that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So if that's what Jesus did for us, 
What would happen in your marriage if you just said, you know what, I'm not going to be concerned about getting. I'm going to focus on serving. I'm going to focus on blessing my husband or my wife, even if you don't feel like doing it. So those are just a few things on change the things that you can change. Then number four is accept the things you can't change. Okay, what can't you change? Well, you can't change their looks. Okay, if they used to be really attractive and now they're not to you, okay, well, guess what? Stuff happens. So forget about it. You know, you could always encourage him to start exercising or whatever. But but once again, don't do it as a demand. Don't do it as a requirement for love. Don't make them earn your love. Instead, you know, make a suggestion. Um, but it's, it's having that heart of acceptance. You can also accept their personality and their habits, the way they do things, the way they respond to situations. If they're really emotional all the time, guess what? You're not going to be able to change that. You just need to learn to accept it and live with it. Now, like I said, if they have bad habits, you can make a request. You know, if they have a destructive habit that's destroying your relationship, make a request. Honey, I think, you know, that that maybe you need some help with your drinking. What can I do to help you with that? You know, and that's a whole nother issue. If there's addiction or, or other things that are damaging and destroying your relationship, then some of these principles don't really apply. You do have to do something a little bit differently. But accepting the things that you can accept that are not damaging, and then making a request for those annoying things. That's kind of what I'm talking about. You know what the annoying things are. You know, they leave their shoes in the middle of the floor and you trip over at night when you get up to go to the bathroom. Okay, well, a simple request would be to say, hey, honey, would you please, you know, move your stuff so that I'm not going to trip over it in the middle of the night. Um, So uh, four things so far. The fifth one is this. Act like you love this person, even if you don't feel like it. And I get it. You know, I talk to couples all the time and love, uh, you know, like that old song that they sing in Top Gun, you've lost that loving feeling, okay? It happens. Couples drift apart. We don't feel the same way we used to feel about that person. So what do you do? Well, you don't feel your way into an action. This is something my pastor, Dr. Jim Reeve, taught us uh, as a couple caught our church. You don't feel your way into an action. You act your way into a feeling. So become a great actor, okay? When they give out the Academy Awards, which they did just recently, okay? The actor um, acts the part of being whatever, a criminal or a loving husband or a successful businessman or whatever, but they are not that in real life, but they're acting that way. So if you don't feel like loving your spouse, act like you love them and do loving things for them. Serve, give, help, communicate, share, listen, understand, and then watch what God will do. So here's the bottom line in all of this. If you feel like you've tried, if you feel discouraged, if you feel like um, giving up on your marriage and walking away from it, before you do, Ask God two things. God, what do you want me to do? And secondly, God, what miracle do you want to do in my marriage? Um, and then allow God to recreate his the marriage that he has for you. I've actually done weddings for couples that have gotten divorced and then they got back together because they started putting God first and they realized that they'd made a big mistake by getting a divorce. So then they came to me and said, hey, would you marry us again? 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, absolutely. There was a study I heard of one time where they actually did a research project with um, couples that have been, I'm sorry, individuals that have been divorced numerous times. So married and divorced like three, four, five different times, okay? And the question was this, which marriage was the best? Of the five different marriages or three or four marriages that you've had, which marriage was the best? You know what everybody said? They said it was the first one. Yeah, what does that tell us? That tells us that sometimes we give up way too soon, that we that we put things in our own hands, that we don't trust God. So I want to encourage you to stay married and figure out how to make it work. Get the help that you need. Learn how to change the things that you can. Focus on changing yourself, not your spouse. Accept the things that you can't change. And then just try acting like you love that person, even if you don't really feel it. And just see what God may do as you follow him and serve him, okay? So um, here's the other thing that I want to mention too. We have a huge value in our society and culture today on personal happiness. Okay, I just want what's going to make me happy. Well, um, if you really want to see God's best, I wouldn't consider, I would suggest to you, I would um, ask you to consider letting go of that. Because life is not about you being happy. Life is about making a difference. Life is about having a relationship with God and allowing God to give you joy in the situations that you have in life, the challenges that you face, including joy in the marriage that you have. It's not of God never promised us to make us happy, okay? What he did promise, though, was to give us strength, to give us wisdom, and to bless us and give us joy and love and peace. You can have that. You can have a marriage because a marriage isn't just something that is given to you. A marriage, I believe, is what you make it. So make it great by not walking away, being committed to it, and instead trusting God to show you what to do to make it work. And I believe God's going to show up and bless you abundantly because of that. That's it for now. Um, if you want more of uh, marriage tips like this um, and uh, videos and podcasts, you know, check out my YouTube channel. Um, check out my podcast channel. Um, I have a free Facebook group. Um, get a copy of my book, which is Turn It Up, How to Have the Lifelong Marriage That You Want. Um, also, check out my website with lots of other opportunities, free marriage resources. And um, if you'd like to connect with me to get some help from me as a marriage coach, that would be the best place. So the website address is turnitup.coach. All right, you guys, have a blessed day. May God bless you and may God bless your marriage. I'm Kelly, pastor, police chaplain, marriage coach, author of the book, Turn It Up, How to Have the Lifelong Marriage That You Want. But more importantly, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Bye-bye for now. Hey, everybody, it's Kelly. And thank you for listening to this episode of my podcast. If there's anything else I can do for you, please reach out to me at my website, which is turnitup.coach. There you'll find lots of other free marriage and relationship resources. Also, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please follow 
rate and review this show so that I can let other people know about it as well. It really, really helps and I would love to hear your thoughts and uh, see how you review it. So thank you very much in advance for following, rating and reviewing this podcast. Lastly, I have a free Facebook group called Turn It Up, a group about relationships and marriage, and I'd love to have you join us. So look us up on Facebook and uh, apply to join us, and I'll be glad to accept you. Thanks for listening again. God bless you.